Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome, everybody, and good morning to you. Yes, it's a good morning. Boy, oh, boy. You know, I got to tell you something. I was driving in. I was listening to some Christmas music. I'm getting in the mood, you know. Uh, here we have the Christmas season coming along where we celebrate the birth of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, and we're so grateful for that, or I am so grateful for that. I'm grateful for the opportunity to be able to come here, share my love of Steelers football, Steelers Nation Unite. You know, I mean, there's just so many good things going on, Max, but the one thing that's holding me back from joyous overflowing, I'm a little behind in my Christmas shopping. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, that's a boo. Eight Christmas days or eight shopping days left till Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Let me let me ask you about something because you seem to have it down as to days. Does that mean you're also on a similar track or are you way ahead of the game? We're done. Wow. Oh, you are my hero. Yeah, no, we we were done. I would say probably by Cyber Monday, by Cyber Monday ish, we were we were done. Um, you know, my girls were they they were very <coughs> very specific on what they wanted. Oh, and, I uh, see. So so we made sure that we hopped on it before everybody else um got it got into the christmas spirit, now did you brick and mortar it or were you doing the uh you know combo a, a, okay it was a, it was a combo it was all a right combo because some things were available in stores the other ones had to be ordered okay so so yeah so no we we, we did combination I, and i i can't take any credit i have to give that all to my wife all um, right that's what i wanted I, to find out well, where are we going I, with this I, I'm a gatherer of information. That, 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 that's that's my job. That's my job. That's what that's you job. do. Yeah. Oh. My wife. She's the one. She's the executor. You know. She's gonna. She's gonna execute the assignment. So no. Well, was, that's good that you it. you defined it as the executor was executing the assignment, not yeah. not something not a, else. Not an executioner. <laughs> <laughs> executor. Executor. I don't know. However you want there to say it. There you go. Uh, but yeah, no. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I mean, I, and normally I'm usually on the hunt with her, you know. And, okay. But. Obviously, with new job responsibilities and requirements, I don't have weekends. Uh, so. Right. You don't have weekends. You don't have weekdays. You get, I'm telling you what, I yeah. don't think I know a busier man than you. Yeah, no. So it's, so it's one of those things where it was, it was all on her shoulders, and, and she delivered. She is, she, is, she is the Christmas hero. She is Mrs. Claus. <laughs> you know, what, what's your favorite Christmas memory? Do you have one? Oh, man. 
You know, I I I have I have a couple. Um, mm-hmm. One of them though is actually funny enough. I remember one Christmas, we were visiting my aunt Helen. Okay. She lives in Pittsburgh, and that was my first time going skiing. Um, really? At Seven Springs. No the kidding. First place I ever went skiing, and because uh, my aunt, my aunt lived in uh, Mount Pleasant um, at the time, so. Uh, we went up to Seven Springs during the Christmas holiday, and I just remember all of our family in town. Um, wow. From Detroit, from Ohio, from 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 um, Illinois, and we all converged upon my aunt. And, of course, we were the Southern family. Yes. Uh, <laughs> my, mom, my mom was the one defector, you know, of, of nine siblings. She went south, and then right. my aunt Rose followed suit. But uh, I just remember being up there for Christmas. And us going on to Seven Springs, I just remember I was on like the little bunny hills, and I'll never forget my little brother was. Uh, <laughs> we were both going up, and then you know, kind of coming down. But we both, neither one of us knew how to stop. So my my version of stopping <laughs> was running was running right into the hay bales and like going just head over heels. Right, right, just pile drive it. Yeah, my little brother, he starts veering to the right. Woo. And the right is where you know the harder. Uh, hills are right you start to get to the diamonds and so forth yeah all those diamonds and stuff and i just remember him not knowing how to stop and him just kind of go and my mom was inside the lodge watching out the window (laughs) and i just remember her just sprinting outside past me who's who's tumbled over the 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 hay bale (laughs) and running in her snowshoes to catch my little brother before he got to the big hill oh my god it was the funniest thing but that that, that, i mean that that, that's a fond memory um for me you know the other one of course you know in florida you know we don't have snow we don't we we had snow once it, it, it but it didn't stick right um back in 89 but you know i just remember you know just Always coming out of the tree and always finding all those gifts. And I remember one time I opened my brother's favorite gift um, that he got. It was a transformer. Ooh. And I thought it was for me. Oh, no. And I, and I would not give it to him to save my life. And my mom had to go grab the wrapping paper and show that, hey, this is for your brother. <laughs> it says his name from Santa, not you. Oh, and no. I was heartbroken because I love Transformers. I love Transformers and Legos. So oh, I yeah. was heartbroken that he got it. But then we later made a trade. <laughs> so I got it anyway. <laughs> a present to be named later. There you go. Yeah, exactly. 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 Now, let me <laughs> ask you something because in 89, when it snowed, that was in Tampa. 89 yeah. was when Tunch and I were down in, in Tampa that we had to win the game against Tampa and like six other things had to happen that weekend for the Steelers <laughs> to get to the playoffs. This is how old I am. You were sitting there talking about the fact that you had some snow on Christmas and then there I was yeah. playing and you were just excited because on Christmas Eve there was snow for the first time in like 30 years in Florida. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Small world. So yeah, I was only two and a half hours away from you, Wolf. Should have said something. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna drive over? How old were yeah, you then? Exactly. You know, I mean, like two uh, years yeah, old I, or something. I, I was seven. Oh, I was seven. seven. Oh yeah, yeah, you could do a lot yeah. of driving at that age. Listen, of course, you're big how, enough, right? I was gonna say I was big enough, and I had power wheels. So you know, I just I don't know if I could navigate the freeways, but. You know, definitely backyards and and, uh, and residential neighborhoods beware, you know, when I had the power wheels. <laughs> I, I, I can't even imagine how big you must have been in trying to cram into the power wheels. That had to be like oh, the, yeah. your knees were up by your ears or something. 
Yeah, kind of like how I drive now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or you're in, you're in the, the Wolfley family truckster, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> With the broken front so, seat. So, so, yeah. So, in the, imagine the Ford Expedition, but then just, just transport time and put me in a Bigfoot, and it looked the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my heavens. Oh, goodness. Well, we come in today, you wake up today, and uh, I wake up to see that Montrevious Adams, all right, Montrevious yeah. Adams, who started the past two games for us at nose tackle, um, now he's been placed on the COVID-19 list. He didn't practice uh, with the team yesterday, which was a pads day, which would be, you know, you think about it, this is probably only his second or third would have been pads day had he been able to participate with his team where he's been playing and actually doing a pretty good job of, of slugging it out at nose tackle. But good grief, the COVID thing is starting to explode all over again, Max. What are you thinking? Yeah, you know, you hope this is a one-off. You hope that it's isolated to just uh, Adams and then, of course, um, was it Stevens, um, the, the practice squad guy? You hope uh, it's isolated to just those two guys. Yeah, yeah the, other, the other defensive tackle that's on P-Squad. Um, you hope it's just isolated to them because you don't want to have a rash kind of like what we see Ooh. in Cleveland. What about right? Cleveland, man? Man, I, I'm like, I'm like, wow, you're not going to cancel that game. The Rams as well. Rams had 18. I think the Browns had 17, 11 starters for them. Yeah, that's the one thing you don't want. And that, that's this time of year is, you know, this is this is cold and flu season, but also <laughs> this cold, is the cold flu, and COVID flu. season. <laughs> yeah, cold flu, COVID season. Um where if you can't, you, you, you think, ah, oh, man, I just got a little sniffle. It's cold outside. And you're like, nah, you could test positive for COVID. Um, and, and, and that's the one thing that you have to be really mindful of. And I know the commissioner came out yesterday uh, talking about enhanced protocols being put back in place, um, you know, and talking about the option of, you know, mandatory daily testing for those even vaccinated. Right. Which I think is probably the appropriate response. That, you think right? so? I'm sitting there thinking, you know, the one thing about daily testing that doesn't stop transmission. You know, it doesn't I mean? stop transmission, but I think, it, like anything else, you know, it, it, at least if you see it, you then think twice about what you're going to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's true. No. <clears throat> so, if it's a thought process to deter an activity, then that's what you got to do. You know, it's four games left in the season, like you said, for the Steelers especially, like because of what's at stake. What's right. at stake these last four games? Oh, it's huge. It, it, it's it's a playoff spot. You know, it can happen to, you know, teams that are already in, you know, play, comfortable playoff positions. But, you know, for a team like the Steelers, you can't afford any less guys, any less bodies available to you because you're already thin. And I think that's kind of the biggest thing. And that's why I'm like, hey, listen, if that's what if it is what it is, then it is what it is. Um, you got to you got to work within those parameters because at this point, so many things you should not be hanging out anyways. At this point <laughs> in the year, <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing to celebrate outside of the holiday. No, uh, you could turn, this you know, is you couch turn time, like, man. This is couch time. If you're yeah, not exactly. if you're not working out, if you're not doing or you know whatever, then it's time to get on the couch because this late in the season, man, you talk about being run down. I remember my last yeah. couple of years. Gadzooks, I'd be on the couch, right? And I, I remember my daughter Megan bringing me bags of ice to put on my knees. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah no. My little, yeah, yeah, she was only, what, I don't know, six, seven years old. Megan, 
break, break, break some ice, man. You know, but the yeah, fact exactly. is, yeah, that's what it is. I mean, you, 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 yeah, I don't think there's much running around at this point. Yeah, exactly. Like, and 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 if you so, you know, use the Chris Carter uh, I, I, I Fall Guy services if you need somebody to go do something for you. You know, uh, <laughs> um, you know, it's like, hey, listen, most of the stuff I can Amazon it. Just leave it at the door. No, I don't need to meet you. Just leave it at the door. There we go. There's a Chris. Or whatever I need to send to family. You know, you send those gifts to family. Put their address on there. It's all on your phone. You're on so your social media savvy. Your thumbs are very well developed. You know, use those. And, Some uh, of us keep, don't keep do so on. well with those thumb things. Man. I'm talking about current players. Okay. I'm oh, about all right. Players. Yeah. All right. Yeah, no, all right. No, no, I got gotcha. you. I'm not talking. I'm not talking about the legends of the game. Uh, you know. But if you're a current player, meaning to keep yourself in, to keep yourself mitigated as much as possible, right? Because like you said, you can't stop transmission. Right. But at the same time, you can mitigate the exposure. Right. To, you know, That's, and limit it to very yeah. few, few places. All right. Well, here you go. Montrevious Adams, uh, of course, is going to be on the COVID list. Which Now, uh, one of the things that was interesting, you see one of the protocols they were talking about was only one test. You know, because you've got to go, if you test positive, vaccinated players who test positive got to go 48 hours without any symptoms and then pass two tests of 24 hours apart. Now they're talking about one test, you know, which that might help a little bit, get some guys back faster. Yeah, no, th that could definitely help if that if that is going through, but I don't know if they're going to pass that in time True. Yeah. for this game. That's the only concern i have now moving forward yes that'll help but like you said that's not going to help the cleveland browns which no. you know that's okay. i don't want them getting any help anyways um <laughs> but it, you not know, that but we've got any vested yeah. interest in this but no not at all not that it's an afc opponent in the division and no no, no. you know what's but so the, funny just real quick you know back in the day in our day you know when you're playing against a guy a really good guy and then someone goes oh he's got a bad knee or something your first thing your first w answer was what which yeah. one well, right which one which yeah. one <laughs> which knee right nowadays yeah. people are like oh that's terrible that's like no that's the way it was back in the day you got a that's bad shoulder which one you got a bad knee yeah. which one it's, it's like, uh-oh, strategic advantage initiated. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's absolutely yeah. true. Oh, he has a bad knee? Then, well, he's just he's going to have to see how good it is. <laughs> how much did he strengthen it? Let's test yeah. out the integrity of the tape job that he got. What type of brace is he wearing on Sunday? <laughs> That's the question. If you see a knee sleeve, I'm going at it. If it's a Don Joy brace, not so much. That that one hurts when you knock into it. But <laughs> if it's the old hinge neoprene sleeve, yeah, have at it, guys. Exactly. <laughs> you know, pe people don't understand that back in the day, it was all about, hey, listen, man, yeah. it's every man. You know, you, you it, it, yeah. if you aren't sitting there going, which knee, he's over, and you got one, he's over there going, which knee. I mean, you know, that was just the way it was. Hey, if you, it's the difference between being hurt and injured, right? Yes. There's a good, that's a good point. Yeah. You know, if he's hurt, I'm going to help him get to injured. You know, if he's injured, he shouldn't be playing. <laughs> you know, it's like I said, the offensive line, you got to have two, two qualities. You got to have a thick face, meaning you're immune to criticism. And you got to have yeah. a black heart, meaning there is, you ask no quarter and you give no quarter. I mean, that's, exactly. that, that was. <laughs> L listen, because I'll never forget. In the AFC Championship game against the Ravens back in 09, I remember 
I got hit in the back of the knee. Uh, back of the knee. By, back um, of the knee? <laughs> back of the knee. Back gotcha. Of the knee. On the first play of the game. Um, cause I was trying, I was trying to cut off Trevor price Okay, and, and he, and, and when I got past him, he kind of, he kind of knifed into my, in, into the, into my left knee and I kind of went down mm. and I was kind of grabbing and I was like, man, dang it. Ah, this hurts. Well, Terrell Suggs saw that and guess what he tried to do the rest of the game. Get after your knee. Get after my knee, fall in the back of my leg, yep. you know, on the, on the uh, you know, from the backside when he was cutting off or trying Absolutely. to make a tackle or falling down into it. And I'm like, and you know, and I get up and I'm like, so that's how it's going to be today? He's like, that's how it's going to be today. I said, all right, I know what the assignment is. Cool beans. Yep. So, you know, and after that, I continue. I, I, I then commenced to wearing him out. There you go. Because <laughs> you know what? No quarter asked, none given. Nope, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't say, hey, take it easy. Yep, you know, no, you didn't ask for any quarter. Today. There's, a hint, there's a hitch in it right now. No. Okay, so that's what we're doing? Okay, I got it. I got it. <laughs> So now, no quarter now, now, asked. Now I have to go Rambo. Now I got to go given. Rambo on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll be back with more because we're not asking any quarter here in the locker room, nor are we no. given any. We'll be back after this. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Well, the other guys that didn't practice yesterday, which was a pads day, which, of course, Montrevious Adams, that would have been a nice opportunity for him to be able to participate. But because he's on the COVID list now, he wasn't able to. you got Ben Roethlisberger with the hip and the pectoral and uh, cornerback, and this is a bummer, cornerback Joe Hayden with a foot also did not practice. Now, this would be he's missed the last four games um, and maybe five games coming up because, you know, he, Wednesday you would have thought, okay, maybe he's got an opportunity, but he wasn't able to practice. But uh, talk about and, and, and think about what Joe Hayden could have brought over the last five games. I and mean, when Steelers are, what, 1-3-1 and one over the last five games? The absence yeah. of Joe or last four games, you know, whatever, um, his absence means a lot. No, his absence is, is huge um, just because when you look at just what he provides as far as allowing for more versatility on the other side of the ball, he locks down his side. And you don't get as many big plays. You get cleaner communication right? Um, in his stead as well. And a, a vet that knows how to play a lot of these guys. He's seen these guys before. Outside of a rookie, you know, he's played against these guys more often than not. So he has an encyclopedia of knowledge that he can use at his disposal. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that so that's another thing that kind of hurts it because you think of, <coughs> you know, hopefully he can come back today or tomorrow and, uh, and be ready by game time because, you know, necessarily he doesn't need the practice, so to speak. He's got enough game experience that he can he could be ready to go. Like Ben, like Ben doesn't need a practice week here and there. Right. And you're like, okay, you're not worried about Ben coming out and being fresh. 
Um, so you just hope that he can be ready and available Sunday because he's a guy that w- we've needed. When you think about the past game and what it has, um, what is lacked um, in the, uh, from from that defense aspect, it now forces more guys to be in the coverage when you don't have Joe Hayden in. So right. there's less guys that can blitz and apply pressure because I think that's what's going to be needed in this game because Ryan Tannehill, you know, a needs to have more bodies in the box so it eliminates a little bit of that run game right, right. puts him in which is prolific situations. i mean this is a you know we we're, we're just talking off the air but we're talking about an offensive line that really comes off the ball these are meat grinders coming oh yeah no i mean they, they're absolutely when you talk about a coach who's played like mike vrabel and what what was the one thing he he probably did not like was an aggressive offensive line right and so what do you do as a coach? You go get your nightmares, and you make it a part of your system. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I like, mean, I, hey, yeah, you yeah. played against them, right? I mean, you lined up yeah. practice against play, them. You I banged play. against them. So, you you know, you got a good idea yeah. what this guy's made of. Yeah, so so Vrabel's like, no, I need a strong offensive line. That He knows that's, that, that's where your team's success lies, and they have spared no expense and no cost. So, therefore, you can throw anybody back there in the backfield and make them good, whether it is a Derrick Henry. You only accentuate what he already does. He's a Ooh, battering ram. Yep. But but now you got Dante Foreman and you got you got um Hillard Hilliard um back there kind of sharing the responsibilities. And it's like, no, we're gonna get you three yards. What you get beyond three yards is is on you, right? But we're gonna get you to the three yard mark. Oh we're gonna get we're gonna you get you untouched to, to the three yard mark, at least. Because sometimes exactly. it's it's four. Yeah, exactly. So if I can guarantee that, guess what? I got anybody I could throw in the backfield because all you have to do is fall forward and you get an extra yard. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you're on schedule. We always talk about being on schedule. That's the reason why the Tennessee Titans are so effective and so ball hogging is because they're on schedule. Like they don't mind churning out a 15 yard, 15 play drive. Right. And taking that's, off that's their nature. Minutes. That's their nature because Ryan Tannehill, when he is passing, it's short, quick passing he's short to intermediate you know every once in a while if the play action has been working well then he'll take a deep shot but for the most part it's setback if my first option is open throw it if my second option is open throw it like he's not reading through the whole progression and seeing which one's going to be available to him in another two seconds if a guy gets a step no it's boom he's open get it to him now guaranteed yardage like that's the mindset he has right and so you have to have Defensive backs who can play aggressively. Guys who know the system. Plus, you have linebackers in a front seven that's going to be attacking to close those windows off for them. Exactly so. I mean, this is exactly what Mike Tomlin was referenced the other day about talking about staying on schedule so that you don't get bent in positions where you can the other team can cut loose when you're on a third and nine, third and ten. As long as you stay on schedule, if you can get those wins on first down so you get four yards or more, those that's huge because it sets you up for those makeable third downs, and that's exactly what Ryan Tannehill does. You know, I mean, he, I think yeah. he's averaging around seven point zero in his average depth of target, somewhere in that nature. I mean, so it's not he's not he's not going way downhill, but he's also got more than just throwing the crossers and and the checkdowns. I mean, he does more yeah. than that. But also, you know, is it his legs? He's still got ability to run. Now, it can be problematic. Um, I know that you had mentioned that you're, you don't think he's as problematic as, say, a Justin Herbert. What, what yeah. say you? Yeah, I, I, don't think he's, I don't think he's as as deadly as what Justin Herbert did to us, right? I think 
you know, listen, he, he can run. He's physical because he's upright and he doesn't have any braces on his knees. So, yes, he is, he is a viable runner, and he holds the football, so that makes him a runner. Um, I, I think it's not as <laughs> – Two prerequisites. Yeah, he's got yeah, the football, and he's running. Okay, that makes and he, him a runner. And his, and his legs are un, uninhibited, you know. Uh, so, <laughs> he, he can run. He can run. Wolf, you and I, we waddle. Uh, slash jog, um, but, run, you know, Forrest, run. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He 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 broke away from his braces. Um, but I, I but I think you know yes. But you also can't leave him unattended, right? You know I think that's the other thing. You have to be conscious of when you're adding a guy that you have a guy for him. It's not necessarily saying you need to spy him, right? Because he's not Lamar Jackson. He's no. not Kyler Murray. He's not a lot of these running style quarterbacks or dual threat quarterbacks. But he has a threat there. He's a situational threat. Yes. Yes. There you go. Yes. So so you have to make sure that when you are twisting, when you are blitzing, that you have that ad guy up the middle. Because more often than not, when he is going to run, it's right up the middle. It's because everything kind of cleared up for him. Right. Right. You know, your D tackles looped out. Your DNs got got walled off. And now you get the middle of the field open. Yeah. If if it's wide open to where the hashes are clean, I'm going to run too. Yes. Um. But he's not one that's looking like, oh my gosh, I'm going to fake the pass and then boom, quarterback design draw. He's not, he's not, he's not doing that type of stuff. So that's where I, I don't worry about it. That's why I worry about locking down the running backs, not allowing them to to beat you, and then forcing him into passes because he is gettable in pass protection. You know, when, he is when, what? When thing, what a gettable. Gettable. Oh yeah, yeah, sackable. Yeah, sa- yeah, exactly, yeah. sackable, gettable. Um, you can get to him because Jacksonville got to him yes. on a couple on a couple of stunts and, and and hit him clean. So you can get to him and you can make him feel uncomfortable. I mean, look at what New England did before the bye in week twelve. I mean, they absolutely kept the pressure on him. He couldn't find which way was up. And a lot of thrown away balls. Now, this is also another thing. He will throw the ball away if you give him an opportunity. So you have to make sure that you you put him in that glass bowl and then you take him down because if not he will he will throw he will cough the ball up and throw it up in the air uh, for opportunities where you can possibly get them but we haven't had that propensity yet uh, where we have a nose for the ball we can't necessarily smell it when it gets in the air so you know I think that's kind of where we're at was that the run must be stopped first and foremost because like you said they have a line that's built they're predicated on the run it's run to set up play action to set up to set up all the other things. You know, they, they utilize their screen game. Their swing game is very strong, so you've got to make sure you're flat discipline. Um, but you've got to, to stop the run. That, that, first and foremost, first and foremost, stop the run. Look, here's one thing you got to know. You, these guys look like they, they still work in the cages. You know, those blocking cages we, we used to have? Yeah. You know, you come oh, up, yeah. keep staying low, you know, because otherwise you'd bang your Duck helmet walks. on. Yeah, you Duck know, I mean, just bong, all and all of a sudden, you know, it gives you a yeah. headache and it splits your ears <laughs> yeah. and that. But watching these guys, these guys are a bunch of flat backers. I mean, they come off and they – they lead with attitude, and their run blocking is purely downhill oriented. They will run the the stretches. They'll they'll you know they'll run the zone, outside zone, inside zone, the split zone. But when they show that that ability to come off and really take it to you, where they they lock down, they'll do their double teams and gap blocking and so forth. Um, these guys, they're pretty impressive, and I gotta believe. If you're on the defensive staff for the Pittsburgh Steelers right now, you're sitting there, you're going, okay, we're going to have to do more than just sit 
and, and being a 3-4 base. I mean, we're going to have to be able to make sure that uh, not only are the guys uh, holding their point of attack, but they've got to be able to squeeze and stay in their gaps, but they got to get off blocks, and that's going to be a tough assignment this week. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, you've got to be able to split double teams. You've got to be or at least to... hold it, hold it. You yeah, got to at, at least, least anchor. It. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, anchor, anchor is the prerequisite. Splitting is the premium. <laughs> okay, I like that. That works. Yeah, just because you have you have to change the lane for the running back. Yes, you have to get him to hesitate his feet because they both Foreman and Hilliard, they make one decision and they go full steam ahead. They do. So the second you get them guessing that their decision was wrong, get a little that little chop of the feet, that's when you need to take him. Because if not, it's going to be four yards. He's going to fall they're going to fall forward. They're going to get, you know, that that penetration and movement. But that's where, you know, I wish Montrevis Adams was available. But yes. you know, hey, yep. if it's gonna be a Mondo Bugs Davis type of mishmash, however that falls out, y'all need to grow up. Yep. It's time to grow up. You know, at this point, you've got to unleash the hounds. You're not saving for anything. There's no. nothing to save for. You know, everything is direct debit. Let you me ask you this. Like, Do you not think, out. especially if, if you are one of those guys, this is your best opportunity to put your best foot forward for future employment opportunities? Oh, I mean, absolutely. let's face it, you're coming down to the end of the line here, the end of the season. you got one month, and you, you either show that you belong or you don't. You know, I mean, that's one of the things that I think is has got to be a driving force for so many of these young guys. I mean, you've got to be able to put together the things you've learned over the course of a season, package those up, and then be able to spread that gift out on a game day. Show them what you got, whether it's, you know, on offensive line, the John LeGlues, you know, whether it's the Carlos Davis having an opportunity. This dude has been down since day one almost, right, the start of the yeah. season. We know that he's got capabilities. We know that he's got some quick twitch. We know that he's a powerful dude, but he's not been able to stay on the field to show it. And you've got to be able to show it, and you've got to show that you belong. And this is one of those opportunities where you're running out of time. Yeah, no, you have less than a handful of games left to show your wares, right? So there's only so many more opportunities to show what you can do, um, not only for – to keep current employment happy, but future potential employers are watching as well, you know, at this time of year, because it's like, who can we add? Who can we, what, what do we need to keep an eye on? You know, if this guy's available, we need to jump on him. That's what teams are, th are postulating right now. They're all jockeying for that position. They're all watching for the future now, especially if you're a team that's out of playoff contention, or if you're a team that's on playoff contention and you need that boost. You're like, okay, I'm waiting for this guy. Okay, hey, listen, <laughs> if he goes on the market, if they if they try and put him back on practice squad, we're taking him. That's what you that's what you have to be conscious of. So why not? Why not put it on film? You better. Why not want to do your best when given the opportunity, and show that you've learned? That's the other thing. You have to show that you're coachable in a yep. lot of those situations. Oh, yeah. So that's what we're praying for. We'll see how <laughs> it shakes out. All right, you've also got. Let's see, we got T.J. Watt. And Alex Highsmith were limited in practice. Uh, also, Robert Spillane. You know, those three guys are really important. Uh, obviously, Watt and Highsmith need no introduction. If anybody can remember uh, last year when Robert Spillane made his bones with that prolific hit on Derrick Henry, this is a guy all, that I think 
bring him back, I think he's going to be important. I hope that he's able to play this weekend because I think he's one of those guys, those Vince Williams types that you're going to need when uh, they go uh, 11 personnel or they go 12 or what have you, or they they have 14 tight ends in there, whatever they want to do. Um, the fact is yeah. you need a downhill banger. Yeah, and that's exactly what he brings. He, he brings what we call the wood, right? Yep. You know, he, he's the one that's going to – that's going to smack on contact. So I think that's the biggest thing that you have to have. And, you know, linebackers has been has been the issue this uh, year. It has. Um, as far as keeping guys healthy and on the field and available, um, that's the one area I could say we struggled the most with, um, you know, as far as that, because we've had a lot of guys rotate in and out of that position. So Robert Spillane is huge. If you can add him into that rotation with Devin Bush, Joe Schobert, Yes, I, I, you know, it was nice to see Buddy Johnson get a hat, right. and get, a, get an opportunity, but I would rather see Robert Spillane right now, and then have have Buddy Johnson as a luxury, you know, <laughs> have him as a luxury, him. not a necessity. Got right? it. You know, it, it's a want. Ver- it, 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 I need I need my my wants satisfied but my needs need to come first <laughs> that's and that's what we're postulating don't think you got that by me max starks i heard Whoa, that word that's a big that. word there i gotta add go. you are like scribbleified i mean you're ready to do scribble man or scrabble yeah i don't know Scra- scrabble okay, scribble yeah it happens the same <laughs> one's this, on paper, this one's is on what board. happens when uh, you <laughs> use your head to elk a bong too much all right we're gonna go to break we'll be back with more we have today coming at uh, top of the hour we got the coach tom bradley and also jerry Dulek at eleven twenty coming up on the from the post gazette and we'll be back with those guys and more coming up This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Oh, yeah, Wolf, Starks, and the Ninjas in the Locker Room, ESPN Pittsburgh, Steelers Nation Radio. Well, we have, as a guest here, sarcastic sword parts unknown as we go to the phones. I want to say hello to you, sword, and thank you so very much for the wonderful card you sent to Max and I. Just got it today. So how uh, timely uh, is your visit here? Yes, last Jacob on the end of that address, too. Aren't oh, yes, you? Jacob, I see that right now. Sorry, Jacob, oh, I can't oh, forget the ninjas. How nice of you guys. And to call me a guest, I, I've never been called that before. <laughs> Usually, what do you want? Uh, if I don't get a chance to talk to you next week, uh, for some reason, you and your listeners have a blessed Christmas and, and travel safe throughout the holidays. It's a beautiful time of year. It is. God bless. Amen. God bless real, you, brother. Real quick, uh, I can't get over being called a guest. I, I have to say that again. But well, anyway, you know, you, you've uh, come <laughs> along, and we've had you for a number of years now. You have, have, have yeah. been there, and I just I love it, and I appreciate you. your friendship and the fact that you were so Thank kind you. to send Max, myself, and Jacob a card. That was nice. I'm glad, yes. uh, I'm, I'm glad you got us. Thank you. Uh, hey, real quick, Mike Brabel uh, was one of my saddest days as a Steelers fan when we got rid of him. He seemed to be a size that was – he's about 6'4", 6'5", 270. They, it seemed like they didn't know if to use him as a defensive end or a linebacker, and he's just an odd size or an odd fit. And, gosh, that was a sad day when we got rid of him. And then you went on to see what kind of career the man had. I, I think he's had 10 or 12 touchdowns. He was used as an H-back, tight end, back, 
fullback, uh, just about everything, and, and one of the most versatile, tough guys uh, I've seen in the NFL. And he brings that whole attitude to coaching and stands up to those guys like, what do you got to say about it? Looks staring them down or he's afraid of no one. So he, he's a heck of a coach, and that's a difficult team to go against. Uh, my question, I guess, is on the offensive side of, of, of the ball when we have it. It, 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 what, what's involved in just letting Ben go? Um, he's got the uh, he, he's got the uh, the wristband with the five thousand plays on it. All those plays are from uh, Canada, Coach Canada. Wow, is it that difficult to basically just say go out there, get a feel for things? We'll be touching base with you from the booth, you know. A defensive back turned his ankle, and that guy's out. There's a change out. We'll keep you abreast of all that. But basically, go out there and run the offense. Are, are egos that uh, involved, or that uh, uh, are people's egos so large that they, they can't let that happen? I think the guys deserve uh, the, 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 the right to do that, at least for these last four games that might be the, the end of his career. Is it that difficult to basically let the quarterback go ahead and, and, well, and run the game? Let me just say this sword. I think it has more to do with all the young guys surrounding him. The, the rookie center, uh, the last couple games has been virtually a rookie left guard, the fifth guard that they've had the rookie left tackle, the rookie tight end, the rookie running back. Uh, that's a lot of youth. And when you go, a hurry-up, up-tempo, no-huddle, whatever you want to call it. Um, there is that concern over the code words, the ability to respond, all those sorts of things. And I don't think it's just a matter of ego or anything like that. What say you, Max? Yeah, no, I mean, I will say that there's a little bit of ego involved, Wolf. Uh, you okay. Know, just we talked about a dash of petty. You know, there's a little bit of there, – there's a dash of ego that's involved. But I think more so when you're talking about coming out the gates at the beginning of the game – Right. Um, usually when you script those top 15, you're, you're, you're throwing out a lot of things <clears throat> to gather information, right? It's, it's like the opening move in chess. Like how you start is how I'm going to react on the other side of the board. And so you want to send multiple formations out there just to see how they, how, how, they, how they deploy so that you know later in the game I can now get some predictability. I can now anticipate what right. you're going to throw in the game. So it's that feeling out process of the top 15. So in that essence, if you come out with no huddle, you don't have control over what formations are coming in, uh, what personnel groupings, if you want to get some of those out there to get a feel. You don't get as much creative control over what you get to kind of disseminate and start to craft and pare down your, your game plan to. Because like you said, Sword, there's 5,000 plays that come on that wristband. But as the game goes on, you learn to pare it down. Take it from 5,000 to 2,500. 2,500 down to 1,250. Like you start to pare it down because you see what works and what doesn't work. Um, and that, so, that, so that's one of the reasons why at the beginning of the game you kind of get more scripted. You get the huddle stuff. And I think to your point as well, do I trust that if I call out pencil, you know what I'm saying, and no huddle, that my line knows that that's draw and they're not thinking of something else. Or if I call off Bono, um, or if I call off, you know, 
red, red flag. You know, if you call off these different things, I have to trust that my rookies who might have hit a wall, uh, who mentally are just like shell-shocked, that they're going to respond and also know what to pick up and know the nuances of those things. So there's a little bit of everything, but there's a little bit of ego involved because there, it's about control, right? It's about who is controlling what, what I want to see or what I want to know. Well, I'm not, I'm not doubting that the booth, up in the booth, uh, being up there is a good thing, and you see a great deal more than a quarterback does. Uh, and, and he's there to be given that advice. But is, is the leash, uh, can it be let out a little more, or do you think it's, it's kind of as far as it can go? I mean, uh, this guy, I would think by now, knows uh, the field as much as anyone from a, from a field level, level view. And uh, I don't know, I just think uh, the man is good at not showing his emotions. He's a real professional. Uh, but I just, uh, I don't know, when they, when they, at the end of these games, when he's really throwing the ball well and he's kind of taking it over, it seems like maybe it wouldn't hurt to start like that. I mean, you got to get a feel, as you've mentioned, to see what's out there. But can the leash be lent out just a little more possibly? Or, or do you think uh, Canada's doing a good job with the way he's using Ben? Go ahead, he can Max. Always, he, he can always extend the leash. I mean, it, it's one of those retractable ones, you know, with the little button and the dog can, like, run out a little <laughs> bit further. And then it was like, ah, that's too far. You hit the button and then it's, it, it stops him and then it starts to retract it back in. You can always do that. I think there, there can be more leash. You can get it going earlier in the game. But I think to start the game like that, there's too many variables that you can't control um, early in the game. But you can do it earlier than you have been doing it, which meaning the second half. You can get into that end of first quarter if you've gotten through your first 15 plays. That's the other thing. You can't go three and out. <laughs> you know, that's a problem. That, that, yeah. that, that, that's a key right there. You have to be able to sustain drives to get through that play sheet so that it gives you that autonomy later. So once we get past play 15, I've now got a groove. And for Ben, Ben's now seen how they react. So now when Ben wants to run the no huddle, guess what? He knows what they're susceptible to doing. He has a better predictor on what they're going to deploy against it. So then it gives you that field of vision. So, I mean, that's the key. Don't go three and out. Sustain drives early. That will give you more freedom to do those type of things. My whole thing is I often think of it as, as if you've ever boxed. I spent, I've spent a lot of time boxing. Uh, just enjoy the stuff. But what, what you, the first couple rounds when you go out there, you know, you're looking for those visual cues that tell you what your opponent likes to do. You're looking for how he defends a jab, all right, a high jab, low jab, what have you. All right, so how does he defend that? So you're, you're banking all this, and that's just what Max is talking about. Uh, the first couple rounds, you might, you know, do a, throw out a couple combinations. But once you understand that he, he responds to a high jab a certain way, then you start combining your punches and bunches because then you realize that you can – Pick up the tempo and go after him with, with a certain degree of knowledge that this is how he's going to respond and I'm going to use that against him. And it's the same way with this. I don't know that you got to go 15 plays into, um, you know, into scripting. I, but, again, you know, at that point in time, with, within the, the, the amount of 15, you've got a good idea based on the fact if you throw a lot of different 
formations out like we were talking earlier. Max and I were talking about going out there with multiple tight end sets or the sixth power tackle out there, uh, then alternating that once you hit a first down or two, picking up and maybe going no huddle or just picking up the pace up-tempo. Again, seeing and categorizing what they're responding with. These are all part and parcel of coaching. I mean, that's, that's what you do. Well, I appreciate your insight. You got, that's why we listen. I, you really opened my eyes to some things that I, I honestly didn't uh, really look the way you guys see things. A lot of us out here don't see it quite the same. It looks a little more simpler. But appreciate the insight, and it does give me a, you know, a better perspective on, on what they're trying to do over there. Well, anyways, uh, like my dad always said, uh, are you still here? Uh, so with that, I'll... I'll let you guys go and, and have a blessed uh, Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas to you, Sword. Thank you, Sword. We <laughs> that's, why he's a, that's why he's a guest. Do you lo- I, I love yeah. how he wrapped that up. Tied it on with a bow. Are you still here? <laughs> Are you still here? All, okay. right. All right. We'll be back. <laughs> We're going to come back after this. We've got uh, Coach Tom Bradley coming up here at the top of the hour. More with Wolf Starks and the Ninjas in the locker room. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards.